0: Okay, welcome to the podcast, and for this episode, we are going to talk about something that's a pretty widespread issue across the United States. So just to kind of introduce this, this is really something that connects to a lot of groups, specifically ethnic groups in the United States, mainly minorities. This is something that has clear implications on many, many different people, on a large variety of people. This really relates directly to a lot of the systemic issues we see in the United States and it ties directly to nutrition. And So this episode is on food deserts. Just think of a background for anyone who could be asking, what is a food desert? Food deserts are basically considered areas where access to supermarkets and high quality food is extremely low. So this can be found in certain towns, certain cities, certain areas. And just to really start off and give kind of like a little background information, there's an article that was put out by the Food Empowerment Project, which really went into defining food deserts and explaining this entire issue. As they put it, they can be described as geographic areas where residents' access to affordable healthy food options is restricted or non-existent. And to add as well, they cited a report that was put together by the Economic Research Service of the U.S. Department of Agriculture, which showed that about 2.3 million people in the United States or 2.2 percent of all US households live more than a mile away from a supermarket and do not own a car. So this right here can present a lot of very clear issues and so by kind of giving that information I do want to make that clear that it's not really just some random idea but it is a clear fact that a large number of individuals in the US are cut off from access to quality healthy food and so This whole idea of food deserts comes with very large implications on health for many, many Americans across this country. And so there are several large health disparities regarding overall health outcomes for minorities in the country. And another source I want to point to is a study that was put together by Dr. Jesse A. Stacia. And what this went over was diet-related disparities and really trying to look at this entire issue across this country. And so what they defined diet-related disparities to be was differences in dietary intake, dietary behaviors, and dietary patterns in different segments of the population resulting in poor dietary quality and inferior health outcomes for certain groups. An unequal burden in terms of disease incidence, morbidity, mortality, and more. And so when this study mentions these different groups that take on this unequal burden, this is specifically seen to be Black or African American Hispanic, Asian, American Indian slash Alaska Natives. And so just looking at that, it's clear that this is an issue that affects minorities and on a higher scale. To go even deeper, the study also goes on to mention that these disparities are defined by just diets that are high in fat, mainly saturated fats, not a lot of fruits, vegetables, whole grains, a lot of sodium, just things that are clearly not good for anyone's diet. And so plenty of statistics can really point out differences in health outcomes for minorities as a result of these disparities. For example, just diabetes, hypertension, obesity, cancer, cardiovascular disease, and a lot more. And so food deserts provide really a clear answer as to why there are these outcomes. And one specific place that can be highlighted when speaking of food deserts is New York City. And so myself being a resident of New York, I want to draw this topic towards specifically the area of New York City. Areas in NYC that commonly deal with this issue are areas such as Harlem, South Bronx, Brownsville, areas such as that. And one thing that you do notice whenever you do talk about certain parts of New York City such as these is there really is a high lack of high quality supermarkets compared to the large number of bodegas that you can find. You really do find a large variety of stores, but you don't really find supermarkets that will provide high quality food. And unfortunately, in a lot of bodegas, you're not really going to find high quality vegetables, high quality fruits. You're not going to find the best food. And as a result, you get these poor outcomes, you get these disparities. And so access to foods that needed to improve health is completely cut off in these sorts of areas. Considering my goals as a future doctor, this is a clear concern for me. And it's something that I feel like is worth discussing heavily. And so a couple of things I wanted to point out and really just giving my perspective on this area after kind of just giving this background is food deserts are really a clear issue across the country that needs to be treated with urgency. They need to be given attention. This has to continue to be talked about the road to coming to more solutions has to be discussed. And so attention needs to constantly be drawn to these disparities in health outcomes. And we need to really bring food deserts into that conversation. And so as I was just kind of looking about how I really wanted to talk about solutions and really getting to a place where we're able to attack this issue, as there are quite a few initiatives and in different groups and different institutions that have really taken upon themselves to try to help come to a solution, to try to help improve lives of New Yorkers specifically. One source I really want to point our attention to when talking about this is an initiative that was discussed by, I hope I'm not butchering her name, Hoon Kong. And so what she breaks down is something known as the Healthy Bodegas Initiative, also known as the HBI. And so really they're looking to combat this issue by not necessarily trying to increase the number of supermarkets or anything of that sort, but rather increase the supply of healthy foods in bodegas, which is already the most common way for a lot of New Yorkers to shop. And so this really does provide clear benefit because bodegas can really be more useful than supermarkets when talked specifically about New York and New York City considering just the close connection that they have with a lot of New Yorkers. And so one thing they've also mentioned is it actually has significantly improved the amount of healthy foods that have been purchased in target areas that they've aimed to make a difference in. And so it's way really to show that there are initiatives that are really putting together practical solutions, practical ideas as to how they can combat this issue. Another source I want to bring up is one that i really feel like aligned with my own perspective on this and kind of some things that i wanted to bring up this was titled five solutions that alleviate food insecurity in the u.s and so this was written by aria dali the first thing they mentioned was establishing bus stop farmers markets and so what this would mean is there'll be pop-up style farmers markets in mainly impoverished areas that would allow people who work to have the opportunity to pick up fresh groceries while they're coming home and things of that sort Another thing that was also mentioned was community gardens. I think this is a good initiative as well because, as mentioned in her writing, many cities have already implemented trying to bring together community gardens to really bring healthy options to the poor, and so this is one solution that can help. One thing she does also mention is that it really does need a dedicated community. So I think that also does bring up the fact that there needs to be a level of contribution from each and every person in order to really be able to improve overall health outcomes, to be able to improve our communities in really any area. Another thing I wanted to bring up that I thought was a really interesting point was she mentioned considering government run supermarkets. This takes a little bit of a different direction from the first source that I brought up. So she kind of brings up government run supermarkets as another potential solution to this issue. One thing she does talk about when she brings this up is that community involvement and engagement are very important as residents of food district neighborhoods would very well be aware that their towns could be gentrified if specific companies just come in and start building stores. And so what she brings up is that government run markets could be very beneficial to impoverished neighborhoods as opposed to privately owned if they're really able to help support local and minority owned farms. And so kind of just bringing all these ideas together, these sources, I think it kind of brings me to how I really see this issue. I think as I look at these, really shifting my attention to New York City specifically, I think it's important that an effective solution is put together, an effective solution is put into place and really supported while still allowing there to be some sort of integrity. And really what I mean by that is just, if as mentioned before, we know that bodegas are very connected to New York City and just New York City life. It makes a lot of sense to be trying to put together a solution that would provide healthier options in bodegas, that would draw people more to be able to bring home healthy food, healthier food options, to be able to put together a diet that's more rich in vegetables, more rich in high-quality fruit, all of those things, less sodium. That's one of the approaches that can really have a beneficial impact on people. I think, as mentioned by that second source, when it comes to looking at issues such as gentrification, not really something I'm discussing so much in this episode, but I think allowing minority communities to be in a place where they can have healthier food and prosper, not just in their diet, but in general, is really crucial. And so that's what I really loved about really looking to benefit impoverished neighborhoods, really looking to benefit communities that that have more minorities I think really trying to support minority owned farms things like that is a way that you can really help communities flourish overall and so I think it's important to not just look at one factor but really to look at all of them and so that's really just giving kind of a short take on how to really solve this issue or how to really approach solving this issue of food deserts in a lot of impoverished areas not just in New York but really across the country and so With that being said, I really just wanted to be able to bring up the conversation of food deserts and be able to inform anybody who may not have even known about this before. This is something that I really began to learn more thoroughly recently. So I really just wanted to be able to bring this to people's attention, give sort of my take, be able to point to how this is being solved and really allow us to kind of think a little bit. It's really important that we're constantly thinking about how we can improve our communities, how we can improve communities that we live in, the areas that are around us. And I think that starts not just on so much a policy level, a government level, a really broad level, but even just as small as the circles we're around, improving the people around us. Just having a mindset of trying to improve the lives of the people around us and trying to make our communities, our towns, our areas into better places. And so I think this issue is just one example and one area where people can do that. And so I would say not just to take this to the conversation that we're having on food deserts, but I think any areas that you see people need improvement, any areas that you see you can make a difference, I would say really have that focus, have that mindset of trying to attack that, of trying to see what you can do to help that situation, whether it's a friend, whether it's in school, whatever area that might be. I think having that mindset of seeing an issue and being willing to be a part of the solution. And so I think that's really just what I wanted to speak about, what I wanted to bring this conversation to. And so I would say really just think about that. Think about how you can help somebody else today, even if that's just in your own home. Think about how you can improve the lives of the people around you. And so that really wraps up this episode I want to really continue to bring up topics like this so that people can really get a deeper background on things they may not have known about, be able to learn how to have more healthy conversation about things like this. I think being able to see how we can come to solutions. And so with that being said, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll see you in the next one.